Hello and welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am your host, Michael Two-Time Rivette, and as you can probably tell, my buddy, my partner in crime, James Mott's Montemagno is not here once again. He is still out traveling the world, but fear not, because I do believe Next week, the show will be back to normal, and you will have both of us to keep you company for your ride and your listening pleasure. But with that, let's get right into the big news for this week. And to start us out, we actually have some deals to talk about. Now, it's pretty well known that Nintendo and their first party titles don't typically go on sale. Well, Amazon says, Watch this. They actually have quite the collection of titles on sale with about 10% off, $10 off, I should say. So while it's not a ton, it's something. So if you've been eyeing a lot of these titles, I would say now is probably your best bet at getting them. And some of those titles are Bayonetta 2, the physical copy, but when you buy it, you also get the digital copy of Bayonetta. So it's a that's a great deal. That is $49 dollars and some change rounded up it's fifty dollars then you have dead cells for about 28 dollars legend of zelda breath of the wild comes in at fifty dollars mario kart 8 deluxe is 55 dollars uh let's see we got new super mario brothers u deluxe something i've been eyeing but it's 55 dollars i don't know if that's enough of a discount for me to pull the trigger pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu are both in at under $50. Sid Meier Civilization 6, something I've also been eyeing, that's $40. That may be enough to make me pull the trigger. I believe it's the physical copy only, which I hate, but uh, it's still a great deal. So I may pull the trigger on that. And then you also can do Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or Super Mario Odyssey for both $50. There's a couple other games on the list, so be sure to check those out. They are on sale until April 20th, so you still have a little time once you, the podcast comes out. Speaking of deals, if you're somebody that was uh, eyeing the Labo VR, but just couldn't pull the trigger on it because maybe it's too expensive, Twitter user Tamayan22 realized that a VR goggle cardboard set, very much like the Google Cardboard, which they bought for a dollar, could be modified to fit the Switch. They did include some photos and some some images of it working properly. Uh, And and according to them, it, it works great. But my question is, don't you need the software that comes with Labo for the VR experience? How are you getting VR on your Switch if you don't have the game that comes with Labo VR? So perhaps this is a good cheap alternative to having uh, maybe two of the goggle VR sets headsets in your house, whereas you still have to buy the original one because you need the software. But it, perhaps that because it's made of cardboard, it wears out or breaks or gets you know damaged in some way now there's a cheap alternative i really don't know i don't understand it did seem like it works and it does seem like it's very cheap but how are you getting the software so i think that's something to look into definitely interesting and worth sharing with everybody it was really kind of cool to see how they modified this 
cheap $1 Google cardboard headset in order to use it with the Switch. Kind of kind of neat. Now, some game news coming out this week. We have uh, possibly a rumor, possibly a, a, a tease, an intentional tease, or potentially just a real big screw up on Nintendo's part. But it seems as if in a commercial recently, they leaked that we are getting a stage builder in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. There have been rumors that this was going to come out, and this commercial definitely seems to confirm that. So in the commercial at the very beginning, you can see that it clearly says stage builder in the right-hand corner of the game menu. So it's probably intentional that this was in there, right? I mean, Nintendo has a lot of people that look over these commercials before they go out on air in front of millions of people. You would think that somebody would have caught this. And my my guess is that by, by teasing it, by hiding it in the commercial subtle so people could find it on their own, it's going to create more buzz. It's going to create more of a conversation. Whereas if Nintendo just came out and said, hey, oh, by the way, you're going to have Stage Builder in the next update, people would probably be excited. But now they feel rewarded and that they found it. And I think that was the intent. You found something that maybe you weren't supposed to, even though you were. And now you can sort of share the buzz about it. And I think that's that's an interesting way of marketing this if that was their intent. So nothing official has been said from Nintendo, but a lot of people assume it's going to be in the new update version 3.0 because that's also when people are assuming we are going to see Joker. So this is most likely going to be a large update. We're going to see a stage builder introduced as well as another character. More great news coming out from Zen Studios. If you're any fan of their Zen Pinball series of their games, you will probably be extremely excited to know that we are now finally getting Star Wars Pinball on the Switch with exclusive features and a physical release. This is huge. I'm bummed that my buddy Mots isn't here to discuss this. I know he would be excited about this. I believe he even tweeted about it already. I My only question is, is this coming out in Zen Pinball that we already have on our Switch and then you buy the um, tables or is this its own thing? Because as I was reading through all the articles and all the release notes, it almost seemed as if this was its own game coming out. But I do believe on the Xbox, you can get these tables on Zen Pinball. So my guess is it's just going to be included. But the way it was worded when I saw some of the news articles, it wasn't 100% clear. But I am excited. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. I'm a very big fan of the pinball series of games that they have or tables that they have. So I'm really looking forward to it. Now, with this, like I said, we do get some exclusives. We will be getting 19 digital tables. And then for the Switch, we get HD Rumble and the option to play it vertically. Then you get the galactic struggle mode, which says every Star Wars pinball player in the galaxy will choose to follow the light or dark side in a perpetual online digital tug of war between the forces of good and evil. What is your destiny? So to me, that sounds very much like uh, Splatoon, like a, like a 
what is it, a splat fest or whatever they call it. I can't even remember um, where you pick a side and then whoever gets the most wins, that side ultimately wins the battle. This seems like it's very much the same. You pick what side you want to be on. Whoever accumulates maybe the most points or collects the most items or something, then that ticks in that favor of the side they chose. So that's very cool. I, I like that. It gets you coming back. They also are have um, introducing a career mode with the Star Wars games. And it says designed for short on-the-go gameplay sessions. This mode will challenge you to complete very specific pinball-based missions across all 19 of the tables and that you get to choose between the Jedi or the Sith and progress through 50 career ranks. So I'm excited for that. I like I like these added bonuses of these games because I enjoy the pinball games as they are. But when you jump in and you're just kind of playing a quick game here or there, you know, that's fun. But I like when there's something, a goal, there's a mission, there's something I'm trying to achieve. This now gives me a little bit of that. They also have force powers and talents, which apparently has you collecting things to unlock force powers and talents that yield special in-game bonuses when you activate them, such as multipliers and slowing down the time and things like that. And then they have a jukebox, so you can collect a lot of the game music, and then once you've heard the song, you can listen to it again anytime you like. Now, players can expect to complete against others online in galactic tournaments and it's coming out this 13th of september so i'm really excited we've got a little bit of a wait but that's okay i'm still looking forward to it now this is maybe depending on how you look at it good or bad news but octopath traveler is no longer going to be a nintendo exclusive there were some thoughts and some rumblings and some rumors that this was going to happen once uh it was announced octopath traveler was going to have a mobile game well now square enix confirmed it will no longer be exclusive to the switch as of june 7th it is going to be on steam now as well now, for me personally, I think this is a great thing. I think Octopath Traveler is a fantastic game, and it makes perfect sense for Square Enix to have this on other platforms. Uh, we've gotten some time with it on Switch. It did a great job on Switch. It was a hugely popular game on the Switch, but it's a it's a fun game. It's a fantastic game, and others should be able to experience that, not just if they want to own a Switch. So I have no problem with it. I don't think it's going to affect anything in the long term for the Switch. It's been out long enough. Uh, you might as well let others get the chance to play it, I think, anyway. Let us know if you disagree. Now, if you're a fan like me of classic board games on the Switch, then you are probably ecstatic to know that we will be getting Settlers of Catan on the Switch. On the Switch, it is only going to be called Catan. Asmodee Digital has partnered with Nintendo to make this happen. It was originally promised back in September during the Nintendo Direct, but we now have a launch date of the 20th of June. So it's not that not that far. Uh, Pierre Ordelin, CEO of 
Asmodee Digital actually said, we are eager to let players play Catan on the Nintendo Switch as we're sure it will appeal to those who played the board game while also engaging with new audiences having an opportunity to discover this masterpiece. Combining our unique digital expertise and board game roots is key in delivering an immersive experience on par with what critics and players expect from Catan in the digital era. So this is exciting. There's not much news beyond the fact that it, it, they gave us a release date. So we don't know if there's online play. We don't know uh, how much of the gameplay is different than what you would be getting in the board game. But I'm excited to try because I have never played it before. I do know that f- this game essentially has you as a settler. I mean, it's in the name and you're hoping to build and develop, I guess, your your town or villages while trading and acquiring different resources. I know that's the gist of the game. So beyond that, I've never played it. I know it's an amazing game. I know people love it. So this is probably going to be the first place that I've ever played it. And I am excited for that. I really, really have been enjoying these board games coming out in the Switch. I really hope that they do uh, support online play because I think that would make it more appealing to a lot of people, myself included. But I'm keeping an eye on this for sure. I've been excited for this since they announced it. They also announced Pandemic, which I can't wait for. I really want that to come out as well. So this is good news. Not such good news is we got confirmation from Bethesda that the new Wolfenstein Youngblood will be digital only. Now, for somebody like me, that's not that big of a deal because I prefer digital all the time. But if you're a collector or you're somebody that only wants the physical copies, this could really, really push you away from the Switch version. If you were originally going to get on the Switch, but you really wanted that physical copy, I don't know. This could hurt the numbers. I'm not entirely sure why Bethesda made this decision, but they just will not be coming out with a physical copy. They do say they're going to have a physical release, which is going to just be a case with a digital code inside it, which drives me crazy. Why are you just making packaging and and more garbage that we don't even need? You're literally paying for a plastic case with a piece of paper of the cover and nothing else. It's empty. It's an empty case. Why would you make people buy that? It it just doesn't make any sense. Just have the card like you do for a lot of the games that are digital and just if put that in your store. I I don't know. It really really aggravates me that they're talking about doing this as a, a, as a physical release. It drives me crazy. Now we're on to best sellers. Like we do every week, we like to call out the top 10 games of the week and list out where they are. And in the first place, still holding it down, no surprise, is Final Fantasy VII, followed by Enter the Gungeon. And then in third is Yoshi's Crafted World, followed by Cuphead, which is still in pre purchase so this game is probably going to take the number one spot i would imagine so you know it's been in pre-purchase for quite a while then in fifth place we have celeste followed by minecraft new to the list is phoenix wright ace attorney trilogy seventh spot followed by super smash brothers ultimate stardew valley and then rounding out the top 10 is not not 
a brain buster. Now, every week, we also like to give a shout out to those new games that didn't quite make the top 10, but did break into the top 30. And in the 21st spot, we have Hellblade, which looks absolutely beautiful. They use some sort of black magic to get that game on the Switch. It looks amazing. Then in the 22nd spot, we have Hob, followed by Darksiders, War Mastered Edition in 25th. And yet another Zombie Defense HD in 29th. That gets us two new releases for the week. We actually have some retail releases. Last week, I don't think we had any. This week, we have quite a, well, a few. On the 16th, we have Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster for $50. My Time at Porsche for $30. And then on the 18th, we have Our World is ended for $60, but it's on sale for $54. As for the digital downloads, on April 16th, we have Tanks Meet Zombies for $10, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions for free, and then Path to Nemosin, I believe is how that name is said, for $10. On the 17th, we have Tuberbrook for $30, but it's on sale for $27. On the 18th, we have Katana Zero for $15, Cuphead for $20, Slabwell, the quest for Katun's Alpaca for $8, Day D Through Time, $10, Sudoku Relax for $5, Dawn of Survivors for $2, The Padre for $12, The Knight and the Dragon for $8, Hell is Other Demons for $10, Cafeteria Nipponica for $12. And then on the 19th, we have Moto Rush GT for $15 on sale for $10.50. Alpha for $5. And You Died But a Necromancer Revived You for $9. Now we're going to go back. We're going to Tarantino this and go back to the beginning and list out all the games that stood out to us. And right at the very top of my list this week is My Time at Porsche. Not only has it been on the my top of the list for this week, but it's been on, on my list since I saw it on Twitch. Somebody was streaming it. I think they were playing it on Steam or had a had a beta or something. And it just looked amazing. It looked like a game that I'm exactly the type of game I want to play, the type of game I really enjoy. It looked fun and cute and wonderful. And I looked into this game and realized, oh my goodness, we're getting a Switch version. They didn't have a release date at the time. So I have been waiting a couple months now and it is finally happening. I am so excited to finally be able to talk about this game. I am so excited to finally be able to play this game and hopefully stream this game. That is my time at Porsche. If you are a fan of Stardew Valley, then you, this game will really, really appeal to you. It It, it is... It's a very, very similar game. It's by the publisher Team 17 Digital, and it's developed by Pathia Games. And essentially what you're trying to become or trying to do where Stardew Valley, you're trying to be like, you, you know, you're, you get your farm from your grandfather. In this one, you get your, I believe it's your father's handbook and workbench, and you try to create the best uh, workshop in Porsche. That's your now, that's your goal. And it's and it's a game about building. You're literally trying to build better than everybody else in the town. And that alone is it, it excites me. If you think of this game as Stardew Valley gameplay with 
the visuals of um i would say a pokemon let's go that's this game it just looks wonderful it looks so fun so basically what you're doing is you're building a workshop you're gathering those resources you're trying to craft machines and things like that and you're doing daily commissions and helping the villagers with the requests and all that fun stuff that you typically get in games like this you also have the ability to run your own farm so you're raising crops and animals you get to get creative by creating furniture and decorations and upgrades to your workshop you are a part of the community so you get to make friends and build relationships with other people that you've met in town so i'm I'm assuming if you've played stardew valley all this is starting to sound very very familiar you also are exploring and battling there's rpg elements in it so you are leveling up your character and you're going into ruins and mines and and fighting whatever creatures you find there and then there's other stuff so you're exploring different levels Lands and you're going to festivals and you're riding horses and llamas and cooking and mini games and all of the great stuff that we love, right? So if you are a fan of Stardew Valley, I keep saying this, but it it, it just rings true. If you are a fan of a game like that, then I think you should definitely check out this game. I think it would be something you would really, really enjoy. I'm so, so excited for it and uh, I cannot wait. Another game that I'm also going to jump on is Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions. It's free, so I mean, it's worth trying at the very least. And this is a game that I tend to gravitate towards anyway. I I think we've talked about this a few times, but this is a deck building game where, um, you know, I, I love Hearthstone. I love Magic the Gathering, and I've been looking for a game like that on the Switch that really just does it for me. And unfortunately, a lot of these free games don't. There, you know, there's something there, but it just doesn't hold my attention for very long. And we don't have a Hearthstone and we don't have magic yet on on the Switch, which after watching the trailer for Warhammer, I couldn't help but just kind of wish it was magic. But it looks good enough for me to to want to try it. Um, why not? Free. They do say that it's up to two players, which it's a little concerning because there's nothing about online uh, support. So does that mean it's literally just a couch co-op type game and I can play with somebody as long as they're near me, uh, which I, I don't want to play just AI over and over, or maybe it's story driven. I, I really don't know. So I'm going to check it out. It's free. We'll see. I hope there's not a ton of in-game purchases and things like that. I, I don't want that that trend to to keep to keep moving forward. We'll, but we'll check it out. Another one that's going on the wish list, but it's not a, a an instant purchase for me is Cuphead. This is $20, like I said. If you're not familiar with Cuphead, it was an Xbox exclusive, but it is not. It is now coming to the Switch this week. Cuphead is a classic run-and-gun action game, heavily focused on boss battles. It's inspired by cartoons of the 30s with visuals and audio that was painstakingly created with the same techniques of the era. So if you imagine hearing sort of the record with the little pops and the things of that nature and the watching the animations with little flickers and little, you know, color variations happening, that's what you get when you play this game. It's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And it looks so, so good and so fun. You do get to play as Cuphead or Mugman, whether you're playing in single player or local co-op. And essentially you're just creating, or uh, excuse me, you're acquiring new weapons, you're learning new moves, 
and you're trying to discover hidden secrets while you try to pay your debt back to the devil. So I'm excited for Cuphead. It is notoriously hard, and the developers have said they did not water this down at all for the Switch. So we are getting the game, and I'm sure it's going to kick all of our butts. Now, another one that's a definite buy for me is Dawn of Survivors for $2. If it was more, I would probably pass on it. But it's funny because last week there was a game that had come out and I said, oh, this this game looks just like Last Day on Earth Survival, which was a mobile game that I played for a while and, and I enjoyed it. And I think I even played it, uh, you know, um, maybe, maybe for a couple months until it got to the point where it was a, it just kind of was you know, getting a little bit boring. Um, but this is, uh, you are essentially trying to survive a zombie apocalypse and you run around and you gather resources, you build a shelter, which can get attacked and you have to build defenses and make sure you last. And it looks good, actually. It's by the publisher, it's published and developed by Wiststone Entertainment. And I looked them up. They do do quite a few mobile games, but this seems like it's a Switch exclusive. Uh, I don't, it doesn't seem like there's any reviews. It doesn't look like it was out anywhere else yet. It does say that it requires Switch online membership. So there's definitely online play. It seems as if you can potentially run into other players and they can maybe steal from you or take, you know, over your base and rob you when you're not there, which I, I like. That's that's pretty fun. It has a very cool animated style. If you've ever played Borderlands or Rico, we've mentioned this this sort of aesthetic a few times now. It has this very cel-shaded animated look with the black outlines, very distinct outlines going on. But yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. For $2, it's worth a shot. I don't know if that means there's going to be in-game purchases with it or not, but I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. And that's it for me. There, you know, there's some great games in there. I think there's two or three solid ones that I'm really looking forward to. And I cannot wait to get my hands on my time at Porsche. Now let's get to everybody's favorite segment in the show, and that's what you're playing. And for me, unfortunately, it's been sort of a light week. I've been working on my challenges and my weekly goals for Fortnite, as well as SteamWorld Heist. I'm just trying to beat that when I can and get to the end so that I'm, I'm ready for SteamWorld Quest. It's been kind of a light week, very, very busy with work and jumping around. And in fact, after the podcast, I am leaving. I'm actually shutting down the podcast, shutting down the computer, packing my bag, and I leave first thing in the morning for work. So I have not had a ton of time to play, but I'm hoping that changes as the week progresses. I know I'll have a little bit more time on my hands and I can get back to some of these games. So we'll see. I'm, I'm really excited. There's a lot of stuff coming up that I want to play. So hopefully... I will have the time. And that's it for the show. It's been a quick one. There was a kind of a light week this week. So I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. If you want to write us in, share with us what you've been up to, what games you're playing, what games you're looking forward to, please do. We'd love to get email. We'll probably read it 
end the podcast, give you a little shout out, but please let us know what you're up to. You can reach us at nintendodispatch.com. Or if you prefer, you can always watch us record the show live. We typically do that Sunday evenings around 7, 7.30 Eastern at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. You can see all of the mistakes and how all of the behind the scenes, before it goes to edit, before it gets cleaned up and polished, you can see what we do beforehand. Unfortunately, this week we did not record live because of the scheduling issues that we've been having, but it will most likely happen next week. And then you will have both of us on, which is always much, much more fun. And we love when people follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. Feel free to jump in, have discussions with us as much as you want. Tweet us questions, tweet us reviews and recommendations and things you think we should be chatting about because we really, really enjoy the feedback. That was the show. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.